Welcome back to Talk to Talk with your girl Anita Love coming to you from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm good, my family good, another day above ground. You already know. And all my dedicated supporters, listeners that's been hitting that listen support button, that has been coming over to the podcast and sharing and just just being one with me and listening and caring and being supportive. She, me, her, you girl, thank you and I appreciate you. And on the podcast today, I'm not doing anything. I'm just... I had some random thoughts that came across where I was asked like some simple questions. Um, Like if it was one thing you could do now with the coronavirus, if the coronavirus did not exist right now, what would it be that you would do? And honestly, I would probably go see my grandmother. And people probably like, whoa, you don't. Um, if people have been listening to my podcast for a while, everybody knows that I don't see a lot of my family and I don't talk much about different people in my family. Um, my mom, my sister, and them, uh, my brother, and them. I don't really talk about them. Um, but, uh, I, I, I grew up with my family, but when I got, became a grown woman and got married, circumstances, situation, things happened. And I was forced to either make a decision and distance myself or continue to come around and hurt myself. So I just made a decision to distance myself. And in the process of that, um, my grandmother, my mother's mom, whom I love to death, she's sweet, you know. I haven't been around, but listening to, you know, my friends and family talk about their mothers and their grandmother, it has made me miss minds a lot and you know our families are not perfect you know what I mean and I say that to say this I don't believe that you should allow family to hurt you to mistreat you to use you or take advantage of you just because they're family but I also don't believe that you should judge attack destroy and minimize your family because you don't see them the way you want them to be or they're not in a position that you think they should be or you don't like how they live or you know they're not living up to your standards I think that's unfair to judge people because of that especially if they love you and they support you and they've been there for you so that would be one thing that I would do is go visit my grandmother and I will probably go to the grave sites to family members who all, who I love and been close to and been dear to that I haven't even been to their grave sites. I haven't been to any of my family members' grave sites since their death. Um, I'm one of those people when you go to funerals, I don't even I don't even walk around and view the body. I don't I don't do any of that. I think the only funeral that I went to and walked around was for my daughter's. Uh, one of my daughter's best friend had got killed in a car wreck. And, um, oh my God, still emotional. Um, oh, and she was just a kid. She was just, just she was barely 20, um, young. They played basketball together. They was like really good friends. Um, and we knew her, her, her parents. We knew her parents before we even knew her, you know. But um, I walked around and viewed her body with my daughter just to support her. But that killed me. Like I was so I was depressed for three weeks after lo- that little girl's death. I was depressed. Um, 
and then there was another death with another uh, one of my daughter's friends. It was a guy. They all went to school together. They all hung up. You know, it's like in this little, you know, how kids and have this click and all, all of them were friends and, you know, um, and they were close, you know, and he got killed from gun violence. They were at a high school dance. Well, it was a party. It was supposed to have been from for with high schoolers, and somebody came to the dance and started shooting and killed three people, three students. And uh, he didn't even get to graduate from high school. Um, so yeah. So not to rumble on that. I don't go to. I don't like going to funerals, and if I do, I normally don't walk around, and I'm bad at visiting grave sites. You know, I know. I've been told plenty of times that visiting their, you know, great sites give you peace and it calms you and it allows you to be able to move on and things like that. I just never been able to do it. Every time when I say that I'm going to do it, I chicken out. I don't do it. Um, but I, I, I know that those are some things that I want to do now and I have to I have to work on that. Um, the next question topic. Um, would be what would be the ideal place or do I have a favorite place that I would love to sit down and eat at? Um, I don't have a favorite place that I would want to sit down right now and eat at. Um, no, I don't have a favorite place that I would want to sit down and eat right now. I mean, I like Sammy's Grill and I like um, Pyrans, Mansours. Um, I like, you know, places like that, but I'm, I'm a Chili's and an Olive Garden type of woman too. And I like Red Lobster, certain foods that Red Lobster and they shrimp, um, um, pasta. I, I, look, I don't discriminate. People be like, oh, that ain't real food. If you could chew it up and digest it in your stomach, I'm calling it real food. Um, <laughs> no, but I don't have a I don't have a favorite place that I was like, oh my god, I'm just dying to go there. I don't have a favorite place because I'm 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 a picky eater, but either of those places will accommodate me. It really would, and I'm not I don't eat a lot. I'm more of a junk food person. I like junk food, and I think that if I stay away from junk food, I would never gain weight because I don't eat a lot. So if I eat a lot, it's because I haven't eaten anything that day and I'm really starving and I'm like extremely hungry and that stomach is really empty. So, but I don't eat a lot. And no, I don't have a favorite place that I would want to go to right now, but I would love to actually go somewhere and sit down and eat and like have someone else prepare a meal for me. I would like that. Um, What I had started doing was at least on the weekend, order me something and have it delivered. But the last time I ordered me something from this, um, it's like a daiquiri shop that cooks food and things like that. And normally when you go there and you sit down and eat, they always give you this big plethora of food, this big plethora of salad, you know, nachos, you know, whatever. And I ordered me a shrimp salad and I ordered some wings and I ordered, I ordered some different things because it wasn't just for me, it was for the family too. And they brought me this salad that they had newspapers sitting on at first, I thought it was like regular newspaper that you, you know, get out of a, you know, that the news people bring to your house. But I realized that it's, it's, um, it's something that restaurants order themselves to put in a 
boxes to make it look good. Cause I was finna curse their asses out. Like, don't bring, don't send me that. But anyway, salad. Sorry about that, you guys. Um, the salad was like a handful. Like, open your hands up and try to like your like a handful of chips. And that's what my salad looked like. And I had maybe like five shrimps on the salad. I was so disappointed. I'm like, you know what? I'm never ordering from them again. And then they have crawfish. And I was like, you know what? I want to order some. But then I'm scared they might send me five crawfish for $20. I'm like, no, I'm not doing it. So I just, um, I didn't. But uh, moving on past that question, random thought. My neighbor, which is a friend of um, my husband, knew, um, they bought crawfish. And I'm telling you, his crawfish was so good. I like spicy crawfish. I like the spicy crawfish that had your nose running and your lip where you just holding it up. You don't want to touch one another because your lips, you know, the season's so hot. It just feel like if your lips touch each other, it's going to make it hurt worse. Oh, gosh. I like those type of crawfish. Oh, my God. God, they were really good. Um, but yeah, no favorite restaurant, but I would like to just sit some at, at a restaurant and just have them fix my food and, and serve me. Okay, moving on. How do you feel life will be for you after the coronavirus? Um, I think it will be more uh cautious. Um I think this will become a lifestyle even more so for a lot of people, you know, because you're, you don't know and they're, they're not, they're unforsure response to what we need to do and how long this is going to be. And if this is going to leave and come back and what is going to be when the weather changes and things like that. So there's uncertainty of what to look forward to. So for us to protect ourselves, we have to make this a lifestyle and just continue to wash our hands and wash our face and wash our clothes and, you know, not socialize as much, you know, which I'm a homebody anyway. I don't go anywhere and do anything, but during this time, you know, it does make you want to just do something because I work from home. So getting out, going to school or going to the store or going to the mall was my outing. You know, that was a way for me to get a breather, for me to socialize. And I didn't realize Because I didn't realize how much me working outside the home actually helped me mentally and socially until I was no longer working outside the home. It, it It was really rewarding. That part of working outside the home was really rewarding. That was the reward part of it. But um, I, I think it would never be the same. I, I think it was it's gonna always be unsure and uncertainty. And I don't want it, I don't want to come across as you're fearful and you're scared that you're gonna die and things like that, you know, because if you have faith and you trust God, you know in the end that God's gonna protect you and whatever his will is, that will be done. And I believe that. But so many of us are not ready to go yet. So we're hoping that God isn't ready for us. We're hoping that he's given us more time, you know, to be with our family and friends. Um, but if if that is what his will will be, we have we don't have any other choice. I mean, it's not like we can say, oh, God, no, not right now. Come back tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? That's not how that works. But we just have to be cautious and we just have to be careful. You know, like I talked about on the podcast before with Michigan, um, not liking the stay at home 
you know, I don't understand how you have to make people care about their life and not exposing other people because they want to go on a golf course. I, I don't understand for the life of me that I, I really don't. And I'm not even going to get into that type of conversation because I've had to go into conversations with my daughter where, you know, I just want to get out the house. You think, you know, they're going to let everybody out in August or in September. And I get it. You're young. You want to have fun. You want to do things. I get it. But your life is much more than just that. So that's what you have to view. That's what you have to look at. Um, but I think it's going to be I think it's going to be scary for a lot of people. I think a lot of people are going to go through a lot of depression because it's a lot of deaths. You know, a lot of their loved ones died and they wasn't even there for them. They couldn't even be there for them. So I, I think it's going to be a process. I think it's going to be a long process. And I think it's going to either make us individually strong and make our family stronger together and grow our team or it's gonna allow ourselves and other people to see us exactly for who we are if we're selfish if we're cold-hearted if we're unkind if we don't care it's gonna show itself um yeah all righty moving on what is the one thing you've had the most problem with purchasing besides toilet paper (laughs) I haven't had problems with toilet paper honestly I haven't which is weird because when they first said that the virus when when it became very clear that it was bad and then they were saying you know that they were gonna close this down and close that down I had already bought toilet paper because I always like to get toilet paper ahead of time anyway so I already had toilet paper but um, I I could go to the store and I could get toilet paper. The hardest thing for me to get now is disinfect spray because I have a daughter that's disabled. So, you know, you're trying to get disinfect wipes. You're trying to get disinfect spray. You're trying to get all these things to protect her as well as yourself, but mainly to protect her because, you know, her immune system and stuff is it's constantly a struggle. And so... I have not been able to buy anymore. We have like three cans here that's that's hanging on for dear life. There's a little bit in each one of them, <laughs> but we have disinfect wipes. We do have that, and we do have sanitizer that we're able to use. And we did find some bleach. A friend of ours had went and got some bleach and bought us two uh, containers of bleach. So that was great. I appreciate them for that. Um, but disinfect spray. That has been the one thing that I have haven't been able to get during this time, and I I we live off of disinfect spray. We love disinfect spray, and so that would that's the one thing that I've had a hard time um, getting since um, the coronavirus. Okay, uh, what is your relationship like? Um. Something's on my mind. Won't somebody please? Um, it's been very up and down. You know what I mean? It's like it's 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 like when you need that understanding and that support and that patience, you don't. I don't always get that, and I always try to be patient and understanding, but I may not get it back in return, and that frustrates me. Um. And then when you try to get a long time for yourself, like to just, because I still have to do homework as well as work from home, as well as clean up, as well as take care of my daughters, you know, amongst other things. 
Um, so it's like, what you doing? What are you typing? What are you doing? This part? And, you know, sometimes you don't even think that a person is being the way they are until they all of a sudden get an attitude about something. You're like, well, what's wrong? Well, what's the matter? Because you know, you know, if you love your partner, your friend, your girlfriend, your daughter, whomever, if you love them, you can tell if they're upset about something or if something eating at them. So you're like, well, what? And if, you know, somebody come across as jealous or like they don't trust you or that you, you're thinking, really? What I've been doing? Where I've been? What's the, and, and you, you have to kind of calm yourself down because you tend to get frustrated. Um, because I don't like that. Like that, that, that makes me feel like you don't trust me. That makes me feel like what I'm, what I feel in the relationship is not what you feel. And I, and it make me feel stupid. It make me feel like a joke and you can't tell someone what they feel and what they think, but I don't like this. So for me, I think it's a challenge. Um, I've learned that my patients are not the best and that's something that I have to continue to work on. Um, I have better understanding towards people's feelings than what I used to, but that's still something that I have to continue to work on. Um, so it's been a challenge. I'm just going to say it's been a challenge. It's been a good and bad challenge. Um, so we'll see, um, after the coronavirus, if both of us are still breathing, then it means we're great. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. What is the one thing that I'm completely over and wish it comes to the end? Cooking. I'm so sick and tired of cooking. I be trying to find the easiest way to just prepare a meal. I do smoked sausage in the oven and macaroni and cheese. I do nuggets, mashed potatoes, and like anything that's simple that I can just make whip up real quick. That's what I be trying to do lately because I'm tired of cooking. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm because some of the time, some of the time, most of the time when I cook, I cook things that I can't eat because of my skin allergies. Right? So I'm not just cooking one meal. I'm cooking two different meals to accommodate everybody. So, um, I'm just, I'm, I'm tired of cooking. I ain't gonna lie. And I try to cook where it lasts at least a day or two, but when people are here, sometimes people just eat just cause it's there. They don't eat cause they're hungry. They just eat cause it's there. Cause I'm guilty of it. Like I can, I can eat snacks and I'm good. And I know I ain't hungry. I don't want nothing, but because I'm here inside and I see it, I'm just going to eat it. That's just the truth. You know what I'm saying? We like children. You tell you to say something for tomorrow, honey. What they gonna do? Eat all that shit up today, and when tomorrow come, they're gonna be looking for what they had yesterday and ain't got it. So that's that's um that's how we do. But for me, I think cooking. I'm I'm overcooking. Like, yeah, I'm overcooking. I just you know I want someone else to just cook consistently for two or three days and and let me be. You know what I mean? Like consistently for two or three days. But for the most part, we've tried to cook like meals that will last a day or two and so when that runs out then it's like back to the game board and we gotta do this and we gotta do that so we try to make our trips to the stores count so where it's like once a week and it's like one person but you know you have a daughter that wants to go to the store after you've been went to the store and so that kind of you know mess up things or you run out of something for your work and you got to run to the office depot so then that makes two trips in one week so, but for the most part, I think we've honestly have been doing our best to protect ourselves and to, you know, keep ourselves as safe as possible because we have tried for the most part, make our, our trips to the store count. 
we try to do at least one trip a week. Um, if we do two trips, it's usually one person that goes and come back and things like that and wash your hands and take those off and wash those. So we've been trying to stay ahead of those things. But if it was one thing that I could stop doing right now, it's cooking. It's cooking. But that's my time, you guys. I, I'm, I am there. That's it. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast, for sharing the podcast, for supporting for all your questions or comments. I ask that you guys continue to come over and listen to the podcast and share the podcast. Send in your comments and questions. Continue to hit that listener support buddy. Yes. Remember to stay true to yourself. Do not let anyone else thoughts and opinion dictate who and what you think of yourself. Continue to push to be better every day than what you ever did before. When they go low, we go high like the former first lady. Let your family and friends know that you love them now because tomorrow is not promised to any of us. You guys, this coronavirus is serious. All jokes aside, it is serious. Wash your hands. Be mindful of the people around you. Be mindful of exposure to your family, your friends, including yourself. Do your part. As long as you do your part, you're doing something. That's my time. Peace.